Yo, Seth. Great to see you again. Hope you're doing well. Great to see you. Yeah, doing great. Thanks for uh, the time. Absolutely. Where are you based right now? I'm in San Luis Obispo, California. It's the central coast, California, right? Pretty much exactly in the middle of LA and San Francisco on the coast. Oh, yeah. It's That's beautiful. That. So, Seth, dude, you and I have known each other for, it's got to be 22 years now, 21 years, probably a long time. Yeah. I met you. Yeah. You walked into a, a house I was, I think I was staying at or visiting in Huntington Beach. And I was a fan of Watashi well, but way back when. So it's been really cool to follow your, your creative and musical journey. But for folks that don't know, I'd love to, you, to, for, the, for you to give them your story on why did you choose music as a path? Like, what was it about music that pulled you in that obviously became something that you just couldn't quit and haven't been able to quit for the last two to three decades? Yeah, I haven't been able to, huh? <laughs> Get it out of my system. <laughs> you both, brother. Well, I, I, uh, I've always loved music. I kind of grew up with music around me and my family. My grandma had a public-funded um, TV show uh, where she taught kids how to play music, basically, like instruments, and it was like a a you know like a live tv show with a children's audience that was like playing rhythmic instruments and stuff and so and then to, you know my dad always had music playing playing in bluegrass bands growing up um and having people around the house playing music string you know string string music and um that was just kind of always around us so I think that's that's a big part of it probably is it's just kind of always been a, a part of my life and then I think getting to a place where it was a tool in in my own life to be able to express myself and kind of get ideas out especially in that those teenage years oh, yeah when you're just feeling it <laughs> you know <laughs> you got a lot to say and um so that was I don't a, understand, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was a, such a cool part of my music growth that I think where it really became part of me, the way that I see myself is like that expression musically. Um, and then I think I love art. I love creativity in general. You know, there's been a lot of different paths I've taken in life to do art other types of art and create, you know, creative things. Um, but music is so special and rare, you know, like a, I think a rare type of creative art form because um, it can have a, how it connects people and ideas and just the vibrational part of it too, like rhythmic part of it that we're all kind of like as humans, I think connected to dancing and, Mm -hmm. vibration and um and then how the spiritual aspect of of yeah. it all too totally. um, it's very powerful so that's i think um that's all all of that is reasons why it's still in my life you know i i've had 
a period of my life where I kind of looked at like, how can I make this my career and my, um, because obviously you want to spend all your time and energy doing what you love. Um, and so I've always kind of, I think, kept it in a place where no matter what, whether it's my career path at any given time or, or not, it's always my, my the creative self-expression, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. So you've had quite the career journey being on both independent artists, being on record companies. Uh, you've been a part of a record company that no longer exists, Betty Rocket, shout out to them. Um, mm -hmm. What's that, what's that journey been like? You've been a part of like multiple, I'll, I'll say like eras in just music consumption, you know, from CDs to downloads to streaming and beyond. Like, what's that been like for you just as a creator? Is it frustrating? Is it, is it exciting? Like, what's been some of uh, your experiences just in the music world as we, that we've lived through this in the last two decades? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, definitely we've seen a lot, right? You've seen it too. <laughs> we've known each other a long time. Uh, and the music industry has just gone through so much in, in the time that I've, yeah, definitely been part of music. I think our first release was on a cassette and then we, you know, CDs, and then all the digital. You actually had a cassette? Stuff. You had a cassette early on? Yeah, our That's first, yeah. Yeah, Betty Rocket was putting out cassettes, yeah. And Diamante distribution. Yes, <laughs> I used to buy cassettes at like the local mall store that had all the tooth and nail yeah. records. I remember that. I would debate. Yeah. You get the cassette for like eleven ninety nine or the CD for thirteen ninety nine, and you'd be like, "Oh, I don't know, I yeah. don't know." Yeah, for sure. I remember feeling like I would buy ones that like I didn't love as much on cassette because <laughs> it was more yeah. affordable, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, we've seen a lot and then getting into streaming and even the changes there and how marketing has impacted social media has oh impacted. Gosh, right. Um, so, you know, just content in general is different, uh, whether it's music or music videos or, you know, video killed the radio star. So there's all, there's that to consider too. Like every, every, the, the, how, many, how much that I think the artist makes music videos now compared to 10 years ago, you know, like, um, so there's just so much, I think it is for me, it's not frustrating. It's actually exciting, I think, because it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, I think it, it feels like in line with like music should be, or any art should be new ideas and, and it should be like pushing and what's the next thing and where's the where's the future so it's almost like tech and um or like the way that consumers are are changing music and all the content made you know to to support music or whatever or get those uh get, get that creative um energy out it's kind of exciting to have the new challenge of like, well, what's the new platform and how do we break through and how do we connect these ideas? And so what's what um, was TikTok strategy? <laughs> that's why we, that's why we hired a manager. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it's a crazy world. I Do you guys get frustrated at like all these new platforms and feeling the need to almost be like a a dance monkey? You know, like putting on a show for everyone on all these platforms, or do you feel like you're you're just okay and embracing it and running with it? I think there's a balance. I think with anything you do it in your way that feels like true to you as as your voice in that world, you know, or like your brand in that world or your but I think the fresh if anything, the frustration is from is just like the time and energy to to be able to do the most in those channels that that I would want to you know or like um take or like even the budgets to like make the make the creative um as great as it could to support those channels you know because to me it's more like it's opening up more opportunities. There's more opportunities now for artists to break through. Yeah, maybe it feels like um, there's like a pressure with that of like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing what other people are doing or in the same way or, but I look at it more like, no, it's just more opportunities that when I, you know, when we have the time and energy and budget, we can like do so much for or like creative we can get creative to do in our way you know um but yeah i think the only frustration is that i i wish i had more time and energy <laughs> yeah so it's not creating the content that's bothering to you it's just you wanting to do it at a level of excellence and feeling yeah. challenged that you can't always hit that level of excellence with your time and energy yeah yeah, yeah. but then that's a good challenge because you find creative ways to to be to do what uh what you do in a creative way and cut and still cut through you know with um so i like that too like we we just made a whole bunch of music videos yeah really low budget and um friends and diy and so there's there's things that like you know i i think it can make you kind of push to a creative place too with that cool so Latasha has just dropped a new record. Congratulations. It's sick. Thank you. Um, tell us a bit about that journey. What inspired you to write the songs on this record and what you hope people get out of it, you know? Well, you know, I started making the record um, kind of right as the pandemic hit. Uh, and so the actually making the record throughout the pandemic really I think informed and and made the album what it is in a big way um also being like a father having children kind of going through the pandemic and like teaching you know teaching a lot of things at the same time as like expressing uh, myself and my own ideas was a was you know definitely like a reflection on the album and I think for me making almost like this self anthem of optimism and hope for the future and what like like a big picture offering of of you know moving up moving forward um and sharing at least my uh, 
like vision a little bit or like opinion on that through through the music you know it helps because sometimes you can have a conversation really sensitive during the pandemic <laughs> sharing ideas you know um well, sometimes you get a polarizing very polarizing time so sometimes you can have a conversation or an opinion and it can sting a little bit whereas music can soften art art does that but music especially can soften and i think especially having this i ho i had hoped to create like an optimistic hopeful um tone to the album even just the sound of the album making songs that hopefully would make people want to like dance and feel good and happy and uh, also combining like some some um some content in the lyrics that hopefully give people something to like talk about and and maybe even be challenged with a little not challenged but hopefully challenged with optimism but challenged to to definitely think a little bit different than the mainstream you know yeah um so yeah the album's called people like people and it's you know i think an appropriate name in the way that i like the, the double meaning of like we're all so similar to each other but we also really love each other you know we really are grounded in the truth of love and you know liking or whatever um so that double meaning of like we're similar but we we also are connected in in that we i think humanity really does have a desire to love and to move forward and to grow and um <clears throat> together so that's a lot of the you know the the album kind of for myself was like an anthem of of this how do we move forward how do we look at this how do we talk about it and you know have a little fun with it take take it a little lighthearted sure um and so yeah the artwork you know we kind of went that way too with just the art direction of you know wanting it to feel a little bit this juxtaposition of nostalgia like where you're seeing these old print um print stock pieces from the mid-century um combined with like people we put like masks on them um and i think even just like the direction of the typography and everything trying to um again bring that like lightheartedness and that nostalgia for people to like it's it softens a little and then we can maybe say like oh let's talk about that you know <laughs> like uh so that's i hope i hope that makes sense but that's for me yeah. that the album kind of like the self anthem of you know let's look at towards the future with optimism and and kind of learn from this really interesting time in history you know yeah one of my favorite parts of the album is how collaborative it is you had a lot of friends join you in writing and performing on these songs and you know it's something i've thought about and talked about a lot when it comes to more rock and rock and pop music because it's something that happens with every hip-hop record right you've got like eight to 20 features and collabs and it's so cool to me because everyone's working with each other and music in general just feels like it's really become more collaborative over the last decade but i still haven't seen it um, adopted in the same way in this sort of genre 
Um, what inspired that? And, and can you share a bit more about like who these features and collaborations are with and, and how they came together? Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, that's definitely um, an intentional part of the album. I love, I love in general, I love when artists that I really appreciate collaborate together. And I think when I was looking at this as like a Watashiwa album that, you know, we haven't put out music in a long time. And I really wanted to connect um, everything that was like a, you know, as much as much as we can make it feel like a Watashiwa album. And a big part of that to me was kind of like connecting people with people that have been part of our history as a band, uh, people, other artists that we've, you know, been that I've been friends with over the years and kind of have connected with through Watashiwa. And yeah, I mean, like you said, I love hip hop. I love rap music. I love um, even like pop um, so much and how much collaboration happens with those artists. You know, you see like these albums um, where, you know, every song is a new, it's like feature, 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 feature. And I love that stuff. I do too. I think it's so cool. It's like cross marketing. I work in marketing too. You, you know, you, it's a way, it's stronger together. You know, it's a way to say, hey, we already appreciate and respect each other as artists so much so that we like are showing what we can do together and then it gives a signal to other people like wow that's cool like they appreciate and respect each other maybe it's an artist that you've never heard of that's on a Watashiwa album that you go check out and it's like oh I really like I really love um Amberlynn I've never heard of them you know <laughs> yeah. so, so obviously I know you really well um how does I'd love for you to share a bit more about like how how does your faith inspire your music? Hmm. Well, in a huge way, with with this with this album and with Watashiwa, you know, I would say that was like a big reason why I wanted to uh, go back to making Watashiwa music was it it's you know kind of from the beginning of Watashiwa had this vision for um, for kind of like what our goals were as a band and in making the music was to have faith, um, you know, music that was a reflection of our faith and that was kind of on a mission to be kind of bring people optimism and hope and love and really what I believe is the gospel in their life you know and obviously I was very young and maybe naive when we started because we started when I was like I think 13 or 14 and but now as an adult and making some music you know different projects that I've made uh, music under the name of uh, over the years um that was maybe a little self-reflective on what I was going through in my life over those you know throughout those years and now being in a place I think where my faith is um you know 
more of a focus again in my life. And as I teach my children what what I believe and and what that means, what that faith is in my life, um, that's a huge reflection on on that I I felt like yes, now is the time to make Watashiwa music, um, and my hope too is that you know I think looking at the 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 state like the state of the world and the time that we're we've been living in that this music can be something that that God uses to kind of cut through and and offer something that's different than definitely what we what a lot of the media that's out there <laughs> because the media uh you know like I said I work in the media world uh, I work for one of the biggest news media companies in the world and so seeing um I think there is something that I have faith in that I want to offer up um and that's a big part of the goal with Watashiwa it, it always has been and um yeah it feels like in hip-hop going back to this conversation in hip-hop and rap it's like acceptable to to say that and even include faith in your music and be mainstream but in sort of rock pop music it's a little less and i just like right. i'm hoping that that is changing and i'm excited to see you sort of help push that forward thanks yeah i think it's something that um you know my hope is as an artist that you can you know normalize it too and then other artists can see like oh maybe i can be more expressive about these things that um you're trying to be a little more neutral on or something yeah. you know that was another thing that thought with with even the collaborations on this album is kind of aligning with other people that i knew like could back what i you know back the album and back um kind of saying some of these things and um so yeah it's 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 a big part of it's a big part of um you know the message and yeah cool um how has songwriting and being an artist changed for you over the years you know when you're younger you you're not in a relationship you're not married you don't have kids like you said you you're pursuing it when you're younger as like your full-time career right um, how has songwriting changed for you now that you do have a family, you do have another job, and you can almost look at it or, or do you look at it any differently at all? Yeah. Yeah, I think songwriting, um, you know, it's always been a, a tool of self-expression for me, kind of like a, a, a journal in a way of... of um, whatever currently is going on in my life at that time, right? So when I was young, I wrote songs that sounded like, you know, I was in, I was going through junior high, I was going through high school, you know? Um, and there's a lot there that, you know, has changed. Um, and of course, like going, going through, having a family and going through divorce and uh you know like um career challenges and um just just getting through adult you know more adult living um of course like songwriting has reflected that and then but then at the same time you get 
um, you gain more understanding of the tools that you're working with too. So um, not only are you gaining more context and um, reference points in life just with aging and maturing and having more life experience, but also like your tools of creativity, you're growing and learning. Oh, what if, what if I did this or knew more about these instruments or, you know, you're studying more and more um, with music and other artists. And so that's all reflective too, of just like my songwriting changing over the years. Um, and definitely, I think having a bigger picture now or like the ability to have some clarity on more in life where the music, the content maybe can be less, like I said, self-focused, self-reflective and more like um, bigger, like universal ideas or, you know, I think that's another signal of songwriting changing. Um, and maturity. Yeah, maturity, yeah. But uh, I mean, there's still a lot that I connect with <laughs> from my early lyrics too, you know? I think the first lyrics that we ever had on a release were the TV's on, it's like a bomb, it's gonna destroy us all. <laughs> still so true, yeah. right? It's like, you know, in a lot of ways, like connected to the media or the feelings that I have on this album with with our media consumption or social media consumption in our in our day and age yeah. but yeah it's 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 fun to look back on um on your growth in every way but with songwriting it's it's fun yeah what advice would you have for like artists just starting out or maybe just released their their first music and are struggling and trying to figure out like where do they go like how do they break out to the next plateau if you will like what perspective do you have for them uh well i would just say the finding finding a place where um there's no self-doubt or no um no fud no fear you know <laughs> within yourself and i think that's why i i'm thankful that i started at a really young age to where i was like almost too naive <laughs> to like understand some of the fears that i got later in life but um you know just don't compare yourself to other people ever be yourself completely believe in yourself be be like uh like almost a, a, a maniac, <laughs> be okay being seen as like a maniac. Or I think the, the soonest that you can like not care about what anyone thinks and kind of defeat those, those frames of authority in your life from a creative perspective, just fully empower yourself to completely go to all your ideas, then you're going to, yeah, you might fail quickly, but you'll learn quickly too. And, and you'll, um, you'll grow, I think, really quick, a lot quicker that way. I think a lot, even in my own paths, I've, I've found like, why am I trying to be this? Or why am I trying? Why am I comparing myself to this? Or why am I? 
Um, we all do, man. Even like yeah, we all do. just in in our career journeys or life journeys, right? Yeah. Social media makes it easy for us to compare ourselves, and that comparison becomes the thief of thief of joy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we're all iterating and and responding to what we love too as artists. But I think the soonest that you can just kill what anyone thinks and just believe in your ideas and go for it from a creative perspective, obviously, like art, an art perspective, just believe in yourself and go for it. And if you keep that up, at some point it will pay off. Like it, if you just are stay consistent with that, at some point it will pay off, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, Seth, thanks so much for taking the time, man. We're so excited to be working with you and um, I'm just so excited for your upcoming tour. If you want to share a bit about that and your upcoming festival performance at Furnace Fest. Yeah. Yeah, we're so excited to be working with you guys too. And we're so excited for the tour coming up with Emery and Norma Jean, uh, the Labeled Fest tour. And Labeled Fest is going to be doing a lot, a lot of different um, uh, regions over time too. They're going to be adding more. So we're, we're excited to be part of that. And then of course the Furnace Fest family this year yeah, invited us in, which is awesome. We're excited to be at Furnace Fest. Um, and that's gonna be a great set, great day, great weekend in general. And um, a lot of great bands. I think we play the same day as Sunny Day and Pedro. My gosh, taking it back. So, yeah, I, I told yeah. a story about how like, who I was talking with someone earlier about, you know, we used to download music on Napster and Kazaa, and my motivation for it was because it was so hard to find these CDs. It wasn't like I was trying to steal. It was just like, you know how hard it was to find a Pedro the Lion CD, like in an independent record store, let alone a Best Buy? It was totally. impossible. So I remember yeah. as a kid, like not even knowing how much money to send, but like putting cash in an envelope and sending it to the P.O. box for this label <laughs> called Made in Mexico on the back of the page of the Lion EP, just trying to get copies of their next record because I had no idea how else to get it. Like, just, can you just put me on the list, please? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, and it's, it's interesting. We're now in this new world where like, you know, we've now been trained over the last decade to just stream music and use these digital jukeboxes like, like Spotify and Apple Music. And, you know, I'm one of the people that I'm like, I miss owning music, you know? and yeah. The way that we've been able to do it over the last few years, we're now with vinyl is coming back, which is amazing and such a beautiful experience to have like a big physical item. Yeah. Um, and then obviously NFTs kind of create this new way that fans can actually own music again um, and share it and sort of show off what they own in a really cool way. But um, it's just really fun and interesting to see this continued evolution of, of music and how fans consume it and share it. I agree, man. It's exciting. That's kind of goes to what I was saying too. It's like that uh, music is, you know, so, so amazing that it can connect us and kind of um, move culture forward and move, push new ideas. And, um, you know, obviously music is always evolving. We see that, or like we hear that, um, but it's also cool how like these formats are like these new things like 
are happening like you guys are working with so yeah it's exciting i'm excited to be kind of part of that too i think we've always tried to and you've definitely always been in, on that forefront of like what's the next you know iteration here in this music yeah uh, sometimes a little too soon but yeah <laughs> it's cool though so i'm excited i'm excited to be with you on it you know see Thanks, um we're definitely gonna next five years see some pretty cool stuff so yeah i think it's gonna be really fun i think it's the best time ever to be a songwriter and a musician and maybe in human history maybe not but i think there's more opportunities now for artists than there ever were which is really cool yeah i agree man I, I'm I feel the same well thanks cool. thanks thanks, for your thanks for your yeah time, Sam. looking forward to seeing you out there and uh you uh stay warm and gold in beautiful California yeah I'm excited to see you too definitely come out it, all, everyone too that's watching come out let's come out it. to our show let's do it Watashiwa on tour 2022 <laughs> all right see ya <laughs>